Hey everyone, we're doing another episode of Let's Talk where we talk about things going on uh, in the world, in the culture, at church, and, and, and we discuss it. And hopefully this video will help you start a conversation. I'm here with Jeff Huddleston, our senior minister. And uh, today we have a topic about uh, wars and rumors of wars and, and uh, what all, everything going on in the world today. What, what should it mean for us as followers of Jesus? Jeff, what are your thoughts with Well, just that phrase, on? it was kind of a poke on that phrase for a little bit, the wars and rumors of wars. It comes from a conversation that Jesus has at the end of his ministry with his disciples, and it's part of a longer conversation. And I'll admit, if you decide to read it there in Matthew 24, some of it can be kind of intimidating uh, to dig into. But just the first couple of paragraphs, he tells his disciples, because they're asking him at the beginning of the deal, what's the sign of the end? How will we know that it's all about to be over? How are we going to know when you're coming back? What, what will be the signs? of that and jesus says watch out that no one deceives you for many will come in my name saying i'm the messiah and they'll deceive many and you'll hear of wars and rumors of wars but see to it that you're not alarmed such things must happen and the end is still to come nations will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdoms and there'll be earthquakes and famines in various places and all this is the beginning of birth pains. And then he's going to go on from that to talk about how persecution certainly is going to be part of it. And, right. and as Christians, we should expect to go through some hard times. And if they hated him, that they're going to be, be hating us sometimes too. He told us to be careful uh, to keep our faith to the very end because the gospel has to go to every nation. But that first section about all the wars and all that, I, I just wanted to think about that because it seems like uh, certainly with Russia's invasion of Ukraine and, and, and then just, and, and honestly, uh, a shooting in Sacramento, and, and, and it just seems like every day there's some awful bit of ugly news uh, um, in the press. And it can become intimidating to where you're just feeling like, my goodness, it just seems like the whole world is falling apart. Right. And, and I think this passage here speaks to that, but maybe not in the way that, that a lot of people will take it. Uh, for sure, I think a passage like this, when you see nation rising against nation and kingdoms against kingdoms, uh, you could say to yourself, well, okay, he said that would happen, and it's happening now, therefore we're probably getting pretty close. But I think his point here, at least in part, is that this has always happened. Every generation had wars and rumors of war. Every generation had kingdoms and, and fighting and stuff. And there's always been uh, hucksters and con artists who will take advantage of those moments uh, to get frightened people to do whatever they have to do to, to buy in. So how many times in your life have you heard people say, surely this is the end times, this, this, is, this is it, you know? Well, no, I mean, frequently. When I, w I was a child in the, in the 80s, a teenager in the 80s, and, and so we were constantly worried about Russia in that time period, probably in a way that your generation honestly hasn't thought about mm -hmm. until just very recently. There were movies about... Uh, what would what the nuclear Armageddon would look like, and we worried that it was a real possibility. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, uh, Red Dawn came out then, and <laughs> and something about the last, I can't remember what the movie was called, but the last day or the last something, and and it, it was supposed to be a nuclear attack in California and how that would go, and 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 we were worried about these things. We were worried about what would happen if if something like that went on, and and even movies that that weren't necessarily about it, like there was a Rocky movie where. Rocky's fighting the big Russian, and and uh, everything was was made a, a geopolitical thing, and we were constantly worried and afraid about that sort of thing. Well, I, I, I at the same time, I mean, it could become kind of a boogeyman. I mean, I remember uh, church conferences where a guy would come into the different churches and 
and he would talk about how Russia fulfills all the different prophecies in, in Ezekiel or in, or in, or in uh, Daniel. And Gog and Magog are prophesied in, in, uh, in Ezekiel, and, and Russia could be that, and, and we're told that's going to happen. And see, so here you go for the first time. And so, yeah, I mean, you were worried about it. And then, and then since then, I mean, 9-11 certainly rattled everybody's cage. If you're an American at all, I mean, you wondered, okay, it's never been as bad as this. This must be it. And then COVID, I mean, just here recently, I mean, I think people were saying, well, maybe this is it. This is the great end of things, you know. Nothing like this has ever happened, except that it has. Mm-hmm. I mean, COVID's never happened, but I mean, there's been other plagues. There's been other, other uh, awful things. It's like on. there's, it's like there's a fascination for some people to, to be the first ones to say, "I know this has to be end times." When Jesus said that we won't be able to tell, we won't know, and we shouldn't know. Right. Um, it, it's going to be really hard. I when I was in Bible college, uh, we used to, part of our one of our classes every day, we had to listen to a sermon, from Pastor Chuck Smith, who started the who started that Bible college and he went through the Bible in four years. So every day we were listening to, and, and he loved prophecies. And since the seventies, Chuck Smith was saying, surely Jesus is going to come back any day now. And something would happen. And it's funny listening to something like 50 years ago, sermons from 50 years ago. And in 50 years, people back then were so sure Jesus is going to come back. He would say before Christmas, I guarantee we won't even be here. And the fact that someone, it's been 50 years of that and even right. more so right right i mean when, by the time that revelation was written i mean people have been doing that for 2000 years saying surely this is it and and i think the point is it doesn't it's not for us to know when the time is it's right it's it's where we're at personally in a relationship with jesus but right and it doesn't mean of course and and i want to make sure we're clear here i think it's good to live with some anticipation i think it's good to live with yeah. the notion that hey today could be my last day i mean today could be there's even a country music song, you know, learn to live like you're dying and learn to live like, you know, there is no tomorrow. And I, I think there's some wisdom in that, especially for the Christian, especially for the Christian. Uh, in that country song, there's a line about how I, when this guy thought he was dying and he's, he's going to live like he was dying, uh, he, he gave forgiveness to some people that he'd been denying. And, and, it, and it is sad when a person holds on to a grudge their whole life and then two seconds before they die, you know, send my brother in here or send in my cousin. I'm going to make it right. Well, why'd you wait? Mm-hmm. I mean, you had all this other time. So I think there's some value in, in knowing that he could come back at any moment. For sure, there's value. Where, where we get in trouble is when is when the fear of that and the anxiety of that and the, and the I don't even know, the, the almost exotic part of it mm-hmm. leads us to make unsound decisions in in this moment and and uh yeah we can go ahead idolize the the you feel good about you feel like you cracked a code you're putting pieces together you're like i I think i'm figuring out something really cool and it's definitely interesting i mean i've taken classes and 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 you learn about prophecies and things like that i mean there's something interesting about it but Sometimes I think you either are scaring yourself or just scaring other or just trying to 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 get a rise out of someone when um, I mean, I see all this and what this prompts me to do is is to pray more. We have our prayer nights at at, at, at church and, and whenever we do any type of prayer stuff in public, we're just like, hey, let's pray for for our people that are hurting. Let's pray for the churches in other places. Let's play for let's pray for the, the cities that are 
uh, going through all this stuff. That's what it makes me do. Not that, you know. But you said something at the beginning of that, and I, I, I don't remember the exact phrasing you used, but it, it made me read my notes again because I wanted to talk about some of that. Uh, the, the notion that it make you feel good to like you've got a secret a code or whatever mm-hmm. you know you've got the passcode you figured out how it really goes and and it does make you feel smarter than everybody else and so maybe you want to share what you figured out right. I think there's a great temptation with this end time stuff to do that mm-hmm. uh, to get real passionate about your argument uh, you know I believe this and this and this and I've looked at these scriptures and I know for sure now and and, and, and there are some people who run ministries that will go around the country and, and, and bank on their expertise about this sort of thing and, and do it. And I, a, a couple thoughts. First, first of all, it's always good for you to lean on somebody smarter. If, if, mm-hmm. if, if I wanted to talk about uh, something that I didn't know very much about, I, I, I go to someone smarter and I, I pick their brain. And, and that, that, that logic applies to Bible stuff, too. It's always good to go to someone who maybe has studied a little more than you, who's thought about it a little bit more than you. But you need to remember that as, as, as big and as thick and as complicated as the Bible is, and it's all those things, big, thick, and complicated, it was written for you. It was written for us. And it, it was written so that, that anybody could access it. And, and while someone who's a little smarter or a little deeper may be able to unlock certain things that you couldn't unlock, I get real suspicious of people who make you think that well I can't understand any of this I need an expert to come tell me what it means because this is way beyond my and I don't think that's the point Mm. even the paragraph I just read there when he talks about wars and rumors of wars and and nations rising up and he starts off don't get deceived when all that happens I think that's pretty easy to understand when when we're stressed when when all the news is bad when we see uh, armies invading when we see people being bloodthirsty or crimes well it makes you worry that maybe we're next or or maybe we better get ready and and in those moments if you don't watch out you can make some really short-sighted and stupid decisions that's common sense right i mean jesus is just hitting on something that, that all of us need to know. And so so I don't think you, if an expert says, oh, no, it doesn't mean that at all. You need to know what this particular Greek word meant in this certain context. And, and, and yeah, only an expert like me can understand it. So st- but I think you should be careful of that. And even mm-hmm. what Gabe and I are doing right now, it's my hope that you'll take this stuff and say, well, that's kind of interesting and that you'll dig into right. it and try to figure it out because it was written for you. When Jesus preached this the first time, he didn't preach it to professors. He preached it to fishermen and tax collectors and and just regular people. Well, even to be fair, I mean, yeah, we went to Bible college, but you didn't get a doctorate in no. in, in Bible teaching or Greek or anything, and I didn't either. It, it's it's we have a certain desire to teach and, and and lead, but even our knowledge of the Bible is mostly through reading and understanding and commentaries because we want to you know we want to know and. And, and it's interesting, a lot of the Bible was written by simple people. Yeah, there were some really smart people as well, but I mean, who was Matthew? Right. Actually, never mind, Matthew's a smart guy. He probably Tax was a smart collector. Yeah. He was a smart one. Did it, scare you? Did it scare you when you were a kid thinking about Jesus coming back? Was that a frightening thing or a, or a hopeful thing? Um, we didn't really talk about it okay. when I was growing up. Growing up. Catholic and going to church maybe once every couple of years. Oh, okay, uh, we didn't. I didn't think about it much when I first started hearing the gospel in my teens. I was scared, thinking, "What if I'm not living right, right. and He were to come?" And right. I don't know if this is a common fear, but there were times I I really did think like, 
what if people got raptured and I was like left behind? Yeah, right, right. What well, if I'm right? the only one? Sure. Right, if I'm the only one left. Right. Um, and those things are, are normal, but I think that reflects more of like the fear of our personal relationship with God. Right. And and I think that's that's fine and healthy. What I want to touch on on this subject is the we talked about like the idolizing of of these things, of the dates and the times. And we all know that person that shares all these articles and and see this surely is a sign that Jesus and, and you know, it may be. It may be. Um, see, I, I I think even that's kind of fear mongering. And, and, and what you're saying, you don't, you're not fear mongering, but mm-hmm. that people who do that, I, like like uh, he's going to come back in three months. You better be ready. Mm-hmm. I've looked at all the, the scripture and here you go. I, I've calculated he's going to come back on this day in in 2022 and so uh be ready i'm going to go on record right now predicting that when we get to 2030 or maybe 2033 there'll be a whole wave of those people who are saying from our calculations because people debate whether gs died in 30 or 33 they'll say because it's now two millennium later guaranteed this is when he's coming back because that's how the bible works I, i mean i have no idea what verses they'll pick for that but i'm going to go on record predicting that right now but but i think the notion of that is to scare people who are far from god into getting their lives right the last moment and i think that's a very dangerous strategy because if you say he's going to come on april the 5th and then april 5th comes and goes and he doesn't come well then they think the whole thing's a fraud so you're really gambling with somebody's eternal destiny based on your possible interpretation of whatever's going on and i'm not sure it's exactly why it was written jesus says be ready at all times and for me as a believer if it came today that'd be kind of a good news thing i mean I'm, i'm ready if he comes, I, in fact, that'd be the best of all scenarios. I, my, my fear about the end is, is, the, is the dying. You know, I, I would, uh, flying on planes used to scare me. And, and the notion of the plane just exploding in the air, that doesn't really frighten me at all. I'll be flying along and then I'm with Jesus. And that didn't scare me at all. But, but my fear was the nose of the plane coming off and me diving towards the ground. I'm not scared of, of death in and of itself. I'm scared of, of that long process, you right. know, to be sick for months and months or to, or to have something go wrong for months and months and wars and rumors of wars and all those things are terrifying. It's not, it's not the end. But if he would just come back and spare me from that, well, I think that would be the best of all worlds. And, and to your question, and it's one that everybody thinks about, it's, it's every Christian thinks about, have I done enough? Have I been good enough? Mm. No, you've not done enough. You've not been good enough. He's done enough, and he's been good enough. And when you orient your life after Jesus Christ, then he pays for your sin. And, and when you make yourself about following after him, then he makes up for the difference. That's always been true. That was true right. the moment I first believed, and that's true now. And if I live for another thousand years, that'll be true then. It, 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 it'll, it'll, I'll never get to a place where I'm so good that I no longer need him. Mm-hmm. So, so... So don't be scared of that, that end coming. We're, we're to look forward to it. Our, our caution here in this paragraph is just not to get so rattled when things start going wrong that we, that we short-circuit that, that we, instead of waiting on Jesus, that we invest in some new cult leader or some new politician or some new general who promises that if we follow after them, then we'll get everything we've ever wanted. I think there's a real danger in that. And, um, and as Christians, we have to be pretty pretty careful about it I, I especially this notion and, and we see it a lot politically of, 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 of putting a guy like uh, Joe Biden or Donald Trump or Barack Obama or George W. Bush and, and putting them in a position of some authority in your life more than just as a legal authority like like 
Like, man, I trust everything that guy says. Well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, if there's anybody that you want to put that much faith in. I, 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 uh, I know when we get scared, it's easy to do. But we just can't let ourselves get that scared. I mean, God is still watching. And, and that really is the whole uh, point of just of, of even talking about this. Why are we talking as a church? Why are we talking about wars and, and the rumors of the wars and the politics and all that? It's because... Uh, because it does matter. It matters to us. Uh, it matters less to some than others, but some really uh, care about these things, and we may be nervous about these things. And and we wanted, as a church, to let you know that these things are normal. These things happen. The rumors of things like this happening, of end times, have been going on forever. Um, it's something you said in in, in, a, in a series a while back, is that it's it's common, but it's not normal. Right. Sadly, these things happen often, but it's not the way things are to be. Instead, as a church, we encourage you guys to to seek God, to be in His Word, to 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 let your your life be rooted in the Scripture and not in politics or news or what's going on. Um, and these things may affect you; they may be um, causing you to to be a little anxious about our economic status, political status, things going on in the world. That is normal. We're not trying to downplay that, but. But we want to have these conversations to let you know that as a church, we care for these things. We're open to talk about these things. There's nothing wrong with the church talking about uh, politics or war or anything like that. And hopefully you will also have those conversations with people around you. That's that's the whole point. And now I'll add mature and um, uh, conversations that you can still be friends with that person afterwards. We don't promote having conversations and saying, if you don't agree with me, we're not friends anymore. Right. That's not what we're about. But. One, one other thought, or one last thought for yep. me at least on this thing. Same section, the verse I read to you earlier, wars and rumors of wars, that was Matthew 24, verse 4 to 8. Just a couple of verses later, verse uh, number 12. And again, don't think of the deeper meaning. Think, you know, if Jesus was just saying this to you, if Jesus Christ, Son of God, Lord of Heaven, He's just given this message to you. And here it is, verse 12 and 13. He says, Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. Mm-hmm. So he says the danger when all this stuff's going on is you won't love like you should. You'll start hiding. You'll start withdrawing. You'll start thinking only about yourself. You'll, you'll, you'll store up stuff to take care of you, and you won't take care of other people. Your only concern will be you. And you'll get cold and hard, and hard to other people. I mean, you'll, you'll treat them like they're idiots or morons or fools because they don't see the world like you do or they're not responding. This is what Jesus said. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we see that, don't we? And, and, and when he says, he who, the last part, whoever stands firm to the end will be saved. Well, what's it mean to stand firm? Well, it means that you don't let your love grow cold. You don't let that happen. As the increase of wickedness comes, while everybody else's love is growing cold, you don't let that happen to you. And you continue to be a light shining in your neighborhood and in your family. You're not a person who withholds forgiveness. You're not a person who, 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 who makes everybody crawl just to get close to you. And you're not a person who's tight-fisted. As everybody, else loves gets, everybody else's love gets cold, your love's still burning red hot because Christ fuels that and he continues to fan that flame. Mm-hmm. So uh, I want to leave you with that. Again, most of these prophecy uh, verses, whatever we're looking at, even the really complicated stuff in Revelation and, 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 and maybe there in Ezekiel or, or some in Daniel where, where there's lots of imagery and uh, dragons and, and beasts and all sorts of different things, it, 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 he's still talking to you. 
it, it was not written to professors. And, and, and so look at it like art. You know, he's coloring you a picture of something he wants you to understand. And always keep your hope because it's good news at the end. He's going to come through and he's going to come through for you if you hold on tightly to him. And uh, I want to make sure we left you with that too. Yeah. So uh, again, hopefully this thing just helps you have a conversation with people or if anything, it was good for you to hear what the Bible has to say about the things going on. So if, um, if you have any questions or comments or anything, feel free to leave them in the comment section or reach out to us uh, here at church and we'd love to talk with you more about those things. So uh, thank you for joining us for this, um, this video, this episode, and uh, we'll, we'll see you again next week. Thank you.